Well, it's nice to see you. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We are joined here once again by Janice Reed. Pleasure to have you. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Um, she says with a fake smile. Oh, that's um, a lot of us do yeah. that. We do that, don't we? So that's what's happening. Um, it's going to be a hard winter for me. I'm discovering all sorts of neat, unexpected tricks that my <laughs> my demented husband did before he left town. Tell us. Fill us in. Oh, gosh. It'll be years before I pay off his wardrobe. Blows my mind. Anyway, never, never let people with heavy dementia drive or have a credit card. Let this be a lesson. <laughs> so I'm plowing through that, getting ready for the end of the year, picking up my ends and pieces. How about you? Same here. It's that time of year. There's a lot of stress with the holidays, the decorating, and the Santa breakfast with Santa parties. I'm in that mode with my kids since they're six and eight. So we're very busy with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. then the decorating and then the shopping and the element of surprise and all that great stuff that we do for our kids, right? <laughs> right. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. But doesn't that been there? Oh, but my gosh. in a time like this, right, with you as a spiritual um being as a healer um as a medium as a psychic call you so much what is it like for you is it different than for anyone else because you're so much more in tune with everything and everyone do you know what i'm saying like is there something that happens to you during this time of year do you get to quiet down a little or no Mm, i i really i quiet down and i reassess a lot of things good that's what Um, everyone says right that time of year we do Mm -hmm. yeah when i was a tiny little tot my grandfather, I called him Granddaddy or Granddaddy. Uh, I was his bodyguard. Whoa. We were that we were that close. Um, but he passed away at the first of December. Here in a couple of weeks would be the anniversary, and I've forgotten how many years it's been now. But it, it was like nine or eleven when he passed. But he was such a character in my life that it left me. This many years later, my gosh, more than 50 years later, it's that time of year again. You know, just weird things, weird things happen when I think I get excited and I'm looking for the best. But instead, I notice that one thing out of place and I get caught up with it. I know a lot of my friends are like that. Holidays also, you know, there's a lot you think about your your relatives, the ones that have passed. I mean, knowing you, you talk to everyone, so you're like okay with it. But it's sad for like the rest of us folk who don't, you know, not as in tune, shall I say. But it's a beautiful thing. Um, and you can also offer a lot of healing to those during the holidays, right? Could you share what you can offer someone, you know, today? Well, I was, I just did a reading for myself a little while ago because I've, I'm in such a funk. Oh, my um, <laughs> that I've I've wondered, you know, what I could say. So I I laid some cards down for myself to find out has the easiest way to get through this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been talking to these cards since they started talking. They started it, but they talked to me in a rather direct form, and it reminded me today that every day is a chance for rebirth. You have to really, I have to really seriously hold on really, really loosely 
to see kind of what magically appears in the palm of my hand as opposed to saying I'm going to Carnegie Hall today and I'm taking the M train and I'm going to be there by three o'clock it's it's kind of where it's the time of year that hmm it's best if I kind of let the edges get fuzzy and watery mm -hmm. and and don't try to see them too clearly I guess um maybe I like the intrigue yeah of course but it's 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 sort of like if you know if we could always have everything we wanted every time we wanted it, what would be the use of waking up in the morning? Yeah, this is the time of year to plot and plan, you know, and consider and figure out how the loop is going to stretch and and we get really creative, uh, or we shut down, we read a book, close the cabinets, you know, and the doors and the curtains and <laughs> don't turn out. But either which way, I think is correct for yeah. us mm -hmm. it might be better to to mingle with some people simply because this is a good time for parties man there's free hors d'oeuvres true sometimes open bar you know at least you get hot cocoa and you can <laughs> sing along with some other people you are too you know? funny yes you get to, you get to wear looking it for the positive really, i love this yeah get that funky sweater out man wear that funky sweater now Mm -hmm. It's that time, you know, we can let go and some of us, like when I was in college, we'd get drunk and that way we could have an excuse for having a good time. Screw that. Let me tell you, young children, y'all in your 30s and 20s and 40s, <laughs> mm -hmm. joy to the world. You know, we can talk about being happy and it gets, I, see, you can see the sound of my voice. I sound happier. I'm talking about it. Sometimes gossip is a good thing when you talk about gossip about joy. You know, what what's your favorite what's your favorite holiday memory? Do you have one that really springs out to do you know, like the one you finally got the big bicycle or your own roller skate key or something? Um, it was I guess it was when I got the cabbage patch kid doll. Do you remember those? Oh my gosh! I live. But in I don't town remember what year it was or what. I just I don't remember. It oh, might be third yeah. grade. I, I don't I don't know. But it was that memory that, wow, Santa knew what was, I wanted. Mm -hmm. That was a great doll. I happened to to end up living in a town that they made them just down the road in North Georgia, and I worked at a little daycare, and I got to watch the small children destroy all of the Cabbage Patch dolls as they teased on them, knowing that each one of them might be a collector item at any minute. <laughs> but those were a doll worth playing with. Yeah. You, know, you didn't sit them on a shelf. You got yeah. out and drug them through the mud and mom washed mm -hmm. them off. Good times. What about you? What was your childhood memory? Oh, man. The first thing that pops to mind, when I was a little kid, Captain Kangaroo oh. was... I mean, he was my playmate. Him and Mr. Green Jeans and Moose and Rabbit and Ping Pong Balls, they were just like the hoot. I must have been two or three years old. When I was in college, starting to look at moving out of the house, you know, trying to get out of mom and dad's roof, and they gave me a rocking chair just like Captain Kangaroo mm. rode. Wow. I broke down to my knees and I cried. They were mm -hmm. so surprised. They had they knew that that was, you know, Captain Kangaroo was good memories, but they had no clue. That rocking chair had rocked me through so many night night terrors. 
and worries and fears because he would tell a story in a nice fluid voice. Um, I guess Mr. Rogers had a similar voice. Yeah. Something that made little kids relax. I still don't get Teletubbies, but. Oh, Teletubbies. I know. I never, I didn't get those either. Teletubbies. Yeah. There's different little, but I'm not of this time and era. So maybe, you know, Cabbage Patch Dolls have meandered away with Raggedy Ann Dolls. That was another big deal. First grade, I got both Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy. I, I remember those too. Oh my goodness. Ah, those childhood memories. It keeps us going today, right? Ah. I just can't imagine cuddling up to a brat doll. I mean, they're cute as bins, but. You know they about don't I don't think they're cute either. And Barbie, I, I always, I had problems with Barbie. The very best part about owning a Barbie was bribed out from underneath me. My mom and my older sister took me to the to the mall. Oh, no. And if you turned in your old Barbie, they'd give you a new one. Really? And my mom and my sister talked me into handing over my bubblehead Barbie. Mm. The one you could rip her head off a million times and then shove mm -hmm. it back on there. It was the single best feature of the original Barbie, in my opinion. Oh, that's great. You could go steal, steal your sister's doll head and use it when she wasn't looking. You know, you, interchangeable doll heads was, and that was the first thing they took away. Ah. Those dolls today, I, you know, my, I wouldn't have any debt if I could sell off her today. Right. It's so true. Could imagine it's what they're all, worth. We should have held yeah. on to them. Yep. It's because all the kids relinquished their bubble heads. Mm -hmm. Get a new toy. I complained. I, I lost the toss. Oh, wow. Memories. Yeah. Oh, feel good. And we we need that in our lives, right? Do we still have, I you know, so. I think so. I, I mean, think sitting around the fire has something good to be said for it. Mm-hmm. A campfire or the fire in the hole. I've got a wood stove. Some people have a, a fireplace. Um. I don't know. I never figured it out. Electric vents, you know, electric. You can't really huddle around an electric floorboard, but yeah, there's a thought there. Mm. To just, uh, my dad used to call it shoot the, sh because mom would make him hush when he finished <laughs> the word. Yeah, but That's sit around, shoot, you know, chew the fat and shoot the breeze. And mm -hmm. Telling stories is always a good idea. Yeah. I'd, I had no idea as a child that listening to my poor relatives tell stories, things that they picked up from their imagination just going through life, and they'd tell a story out of it. The best story, you know, either a kid screamed or couldn't go to sleep all night, or we laughed so hard that we had to go change ourselves. My relatives were great storytellers. But mixed in with the story, they would often have um, some little hidden meaning subterfuge something that would make us kids stop and think for ourselves um, like my dad telling me one time that one of the best things in life to know about was to never trust anybody mm -hmm. never oh daddy you know I can trust any I can trust you and mom nope you should never trust anybody but I can trust my grandmama and my granddad no you can't trust anybody uh, any, oh, not even them all right that one I never heard about okay it, don't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody will let you down. 
It was just after that that he let me taste this little special orange pepper that my grandmother had growing on her back porch. It looked like a little sweet pepper, but it was kind of squished. And that's how I tasted my first habanero. Bit into it like an apple. Had never encountered a hot pepper before. Wow. But my my lips became bubbled with burn. I started screaming. My mother's hollering for milk. She's hollering for milk and telling my dad what she's going to do to him when she catches him. <laughs> and my dad on his way, well, mom sent him to his room. So on, on his way to his room, <laughs> he patted my little head and told me that, you know, I told you, baby, you should never trust anybody. And, you know, with that, he missed dessert that night. But stories can warn us. I was just a pure out. My mother thought it was mean, but as it turns out, gosh, mm-hmm. for about eight years old, that, that was a a lifelong lesson. I still have trouble swallowing. Oh, little pun there, play on words. Got swallowing. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I trust you. I trust people when maybe I shouldn't. Or shouldn't have. Well, did you learn that lesson over time? Oh, no, that's what I've been hollering and mad about now today because, you know, I did that to my husband. He did it to me just on his way out the door. He, I shouldn't have trusted him. So anyway, once again, I'm this old and I'm still trying to learn this one lesson. Mm. Mm. You know, I have to wonder how many other people have sat with themselves long enough to figure out that one lesson that they keep repeating the need for for me it's trusting people that i should i should really not do that i should give them the benefit of the doubt but i should trust me not them Mm -hmm. i'm still learning how to claim myself yeah as a kid i was told that i was the crazy one that i was the one that was off you know and then it would happen and nobody would talk to me about it because You know, I was the crazy one. I was the one that was off. So I learned to accept blame, to accept ridicule for being able to do and be who I am. And I'm still getting over that. Mm. Uh, I was reading a piece about uh, the, well, another, another famous psychic in the psychic, in the world of psychics. And uh, somebody had made a comment that, you know, when you get a reading with her and she's by herself, it's a really good reading. It's concise. It's straight to the point. But if she starts giving readings in a group, it gets really genetic, just generic. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, bless her heart. You know, she's working with 15,000 people and they expect her to get specific. Some people can do that. A lot of people, that's just too much input. It's too much white noise. You can't hear the sound in the background. So I felt bad for for getting bad press because I realized a lot of times if I try to do a reading for you or somebody online like this to the general public, I'm really disappointed in myself because it sounds like I could have read that out of one of those bathroom books. And what people might say and judge. Mm -hmm. I get Mm -hmm. you. But But it's it's kind of what it is. Um, That's why I like working with individuals. When I've got just one focus, I can focus you a long way back through a lot of your experiences. Um, I remember 
I was in uh, the Association for Research and Enlightenment out at Virginia Beach, and they had they were visiting a, a group of uh, Japanese. They had rented an entire airplane, and a whole bunch of them had come as a group to stay the week and, and visit the facilities. And I stood in the back of the room while all the famous people stood at the front of the room and you know got all the attention of the Japanese people who had come all that way. And somebody let out that I had a talent they might you know ask me about on the way out the door. And it caught me off guard. So when I looked up, you know, I'm, I was trying to focus to see if I could hear any words in Japanese at all that I could understand because I just, I, it's this cadence thing. When I realized what they said, I looked up and there was about 200 Japanese faces smiling at me, looking at me. I felt like, you know, the best, the best dish of ice cream and everybody was eyeballing me. And as they went out the door, they started pooling around me, asking me, what did I see? Who did I see? And I learned a lot about Japanese history, things that I that might seem very common, but I didn't know them. Uh, one lady, this woman beside her, she's very small. She's definitely from a different time period. She has wearing so many kimono, and she looks about the size of a green pea. She's just almost a perfect round shape. And I laugh identifying this person to the actual flesh and blood lady wow. in front of me. So I'm describing this woman to her and I'm wow. laughing. I'm sorry, but I have never seen such a fat Chinese woman before. I've just, you know, I've just never seen somebody that looks like a Buddha like that, a woman. I've just, she's so rotund. And the woman, the flesh and blood woman started laughing and her little friends all around her started doing the elbow in each other and, as it turns out that at a certain time period, wow. the Japanese wore multiple quilted kimono in the cold months. Really? Yeah. It's like wearing lots of sweaters. And the more they, the colder it was, the more of these quilted kimono they would put on that it would give the appearance of these little round rotund snow figures in these beautiful, colorful kimonos. I had no clue, but there she stood. She was bobbing her head up and down, just as beaming like a lantern. She was so proud because she had managed to communicate with one of her descendants over a period of hundreds of years in a way that was clear to the Japanese, although it was totally new to me, that I had actually, I was looking at someone who was not physically in the room but who existed. Um, it was great. They started talking about what area of Japan she might have been from and different relatives, and they wandered off, and somebody else walked up. One gentleman walked up, and he was so open to the experience that it felt like he was some sort of vacuum cleaner. He really wanted me to see how far in his ancestry I could see. The farther I'd go back, the more he'd smile and nod his head. And I'd say something and he'd get translated, he'd smile and nod his head. And, you know, back and back he wanted me to see. As it went further back in history, 
his heritage, his ancestral lines, one of them verged off until he became something very small and bent with a different shaped face. And it was one of the first uh, humanoids in that area of the world. His lineage went so far back that I saw it as its beginning. And he just he just went nuts because his DNA test had come back positive for him being of a very old line. And he just, I had no idea. But as I described the different moments, the dress, the way the, the person looked, some minutia around the person, this guy's a history nut. He, he understood what I was talking about. My husband stood beside me with his jaw dropped open because I'm deceiving. I've got a scorpion moon, ah. so it looks like, you know, I'm just some nut, but uh, no. apparently I'm pretty good at this stuff. <laughs> I think you're great at this stuff. Well, I try to be. I try to be. I try to be of good service. In the very least, I try really hard not to do any harm. Um, knowing full well that at any moment I'll trip on something and screw up and say the darn it word or something like that. Um, but I like stories. It's how I grew up. And as I read my cards this morning to find out about what's going on Ooh. with me, because I really, I'm, I'm not well grounded right now. I'm kind of up in the air. You know, usually when you don't know what to do, there's a mm -hmm. yes or a no. Is a yes or a no or a maybe something new. And I'm sort of balancing on this ball that says maybe something new. And I don't really know what it is. And my card said, honey, well, get beyond yourself and just do what you do. Mm -hmm. To remind myself to go all the way back to my own ancestral lineage. As a storyteller, it's, it's what I do, man. You're so good. You're well, so good. <laughs> I would love to work more with people listening, you know, at this point, just because I, I learned so much. It's like a history lesson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the one Japanese gentleman, I was so paranoid to, to tell him that I was looking at a man next to him in a military uniform because of the relationship between Japan and America. And when I described the uniform, instead of saying it was a military man, I just started describing the uniform. And he got all excited. It was his uncle, what's his name, from some other country. The United States didn't have anything to do with that particular war. And that was his uncle, what's his name. He knew who it was. You know, nice guy in a little Japanese outfit. But I don't know my Japanese history, so I didn't know how to, I didn't recognize the uniform. But he did. <laughs> Maybe for Christmas this year, for the holiday seasons in the dark times. What do you want you for know. Christmas this year? I want to tell stories for people. I want to start making my life easier by doing the thing that I do best. I want to do a lot of it. I want to be of good service to people and, and help them get out of the, the way of harm best I can. I want to remind people how great they are by telling them a story about themselves. Not one necessarily out of a book, but could be. Some of them are pretty good. I want to spend this winter time telling stories. My idea 
is for a hundred bucks. Send me a hundred dollars. Get that out of the way first. Send me money. Let's get out of that. Send me money and three or four dates that you're good to, you know, to be on the phone for a few minutes with me. Just do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some way to contact you back, of course. It should be on your monies. But um, do that. I'll tell you when our day is. And I'll tell you a story. Perfect. And for reasons that I haven't yet figured out, except this is what I do. Got it. I would very likely I'll tell you a story that will help you out with something that you needed some help on that you haven't told me about that I don't know about that there's no way in the world I could know mm-hmm. maybe I can give you an answer on that problem ah, I okay. noticed that one of the things that I do differently when I read for people is that I don't like to ask a lot of questions yeah that's confusing to me it's distracting I'm like I'll, I'd be a big, really big really good fan of ACDC or whatever that ADHD because I get distracted. So all I do really is just provide an answer. Beautiful. Hey, Yoka, she is. She's a storyteller at heart and she's here to help you. And how do we reach you, Janice Reed? I'm sorry, we must go. Oh, well, call me up. Call me up. I'm in the United States of America. So that's a country code one, area code 276. Five seven nine two eight eight three. Leave a message. Tell me your name. Tell me your number. Tell me when I can call you back. Don't tell me what you want to know. Perfect. I like that. Thank you so much, Janice. Have a great day. Always a pleasure. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.